0: Welcome to Decoding Superhuman. This show is a deep dive into obsessions with performance and how to improve the human experience. Twice a week, I explore the latest science, technology, and tactics with experts in various fields of human optimization. I'm your host, Boomer Anderson. Enjoy the journey. All right, superhumans, it's Boomer. We are back. And I am in Kiev, Ukraine, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite, unexpectedly favorite cities in Europe. I'm here because my friend, Dr. Svatoslav Kanenko, invited me to speak at Ukraine's first biohacking fest. And the event just wrapped up, and I wanted to give you guys a little couple of minutes reflection on the event. So first, Svatoslav Kanenko, aka Slava, approached me about speaking about this event or speaking at this event a few months ago. And the reasons behind starting the event, the mission with the event, was so powerful that I moved everything I could to be here. Svatoslav is on a mission really to promote the idea of health and proactive and even preventative health in the Ukraine. And the passion at which he talks about his con- his country, his fellow citizens, is so inspiring that you just have to be here. You had to be in the room. And the crowd was electric. We had influencers, people from the business world, guys like Jim Bagnola, and Even people like David Lynch. I mean, David Lynch produced Mulholland Drive. It was so cool to see him present. In terms of the international speakers, other than the two that I just mentioned, there were people like Kaspers Vendelis, Timu Arina, as well as Simland, who came on the podcast before, and I'll link to those in the show notes, but also presented ideas to a very receptive audience around autophagy. Ketogenic diets, biohacking, and the future of biohacking, and of course, just ways you can unlock 100% of your energy every day. And Casper's, I do love the analogy of 5149 if you are listening to this. So, what did I talk about on my 30 minutes on stage? I had a chance to present the idea of smarter, not harder approaches to work. You guys have listened to the podcast for a while now, and you know my background. In finance, I didn't sleep very much, and I knew how to work hard, but I wasn't necessarily working smart. And so this was a collection of life lessons learned, both hard ones, but also easy ones in terms of how to improve performance mentally and, you know, actually physically, we can say that. And so we got into a great discussion with an audience full of what I would say are media or news media in the ukraine we had business people and we had a lot of constituents of society that was a fascinating discussion in fact the media was heavily involved in i've appeared on a few tv shows here in the ukraine which i'll link to in the show notes and so i would encourage you guys to check out biohacking fest in the ukraine actually every biohacking conference because getting involved in this movement uh of proactive health or proactive approaches to performance or enhancing the human experience, as I like to think of biohacking, is a truly valuable one. And conferences are a great way to obtain a lot of information, a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts in very little time. And plus, the people that you meet are pretty freaking incredible. And so let's get started here because I wanted to leave you guys with that. There are a few conferences coming up, particularly in the biohacking world. Biohacker Summit is coming up in November, and yours truly will be speaking. It's the tenth of the Biohacker Summits, and it's in Helsinki, Finland. We'll have people there like Max Lugavir, who's a best-selling author of Genius Foods. There will be people there like Temu, Ali, who have all been on the show, and you'll get guys like Dr. Daniel Stickler, people like Dr. Benjamin Smar and so many others. It's going to be a fun event. Lots of speakers. I think there's something like 40 speakers that are coming to this. It's going to be insane. So if you have time to go over to Helsinki in November, join me at the Biohacker Summit. We'll link to the Biohacker Summit in the show notes, of course. But today's topic is an interesting one. Let's give the background. So about two weeks ago, I threw out to the social medias uh, the idea of an Ask Me Anything episode. And yes, I've stole this from a few people who have used this in the past, but the response was pretty interesting across various networks. We collected questions and let me run through some of the things that people wanted to get more clarity on one microbiome testing. Could it help to figure out your diet? We're going to probably table that one for another episode because it's a bit controversial. We also got questions around habits, metrics to measure for things like health, both personal and physical well-being. And then one theme stood out above the rest, and it was something that multiple people asked about because, well, maybe they're interested in it. And as a result, I wanted to cover it on today's podcast. And that's the idea of brain health. And when I approached the people who asked these questions about brain health, when it came down to it, what they're asking was, how do I enhance my cognitive capacity? How do I enhance my focus? And I want to spend a little bit of time with this on you for you guys, because, well, I think there's a tendency. I know there is a tendency, at least in the early biohacking community. And I think that Europe is doing a great job of presenting alternatives to this right now. Uh, The States is still supplying the pill for the, the ill, so to speak, a little bit. But there's great opportunities to do a lot to enhance your cognition before we get into a discussion around nootropics. But I think it's appropriate to define nootropics, especially if you're just hearing the word for the first time. So nootropics, and I present my own definition as is all of these thoughts that come from now on are really my own experiences and my own journeys, so to speak, in the world of enhancing cognition. These are by no means medical recommendations. If you want medical recommendations, please go see a doctor. Nobody wants you to do anything stupid. There, we have the disclaimer out there. So let's talk about nootropics. Nootropics to me are enhancing cognition without the downside So that means something like falling off, a.k.a. cocaine is not a nootropic. Just because it helps you focus for that little bit, doing rails of cocaine off of a toilet are probably not a good idea for the repercussions. And so now that we've really defined nootropics, at least how I define it, let's dive into some of the things that I think are wrong with the idea of looking for a pill. And first off, a pill, capsule, whatever it is. First off, look, these things are expensive. The high quality ones are expensive. And so wouldn't you want to optimize other areas of your life that could lead to greater cognitive benefits before going down the route of taking something that may cost you $5,100 a month? I would like to. Some of these are more, well, they're easier to implement in your everyday life. They don't cost anything. And certainly may offer a little bit of an alternative to going down the nootropics road down right away. And so first, nootropics, let's talk about this. They're only going to raise your cognition to the maximum of your current capacity. That means if your current capacity is hindered, handicapped in any way, you may not get the maximum benefits out of these nootropics. So how do we enhance your current capacity is actually what I want to unpack this question on. And so Jake and the guys who ask these questions about how to enhance cognition, I want to focus on the natural side of things first, or the things that we can do in our everyday life to not only help us become more superhuman, but to enhance cognition. And that boils down to discussion around three topics. Because they are very important. And those three topics are sleep, food, and stress. Let's unpack sleep first. So sleep is a little bit of a interesting movement going on right now. There's a little bit of an interesting movement going on right now around sleep in that people are beginning to recognize that sleep is important. We've had whole fields develop like circadian biology. We've had discussions on this podcast before with Greg Potter, Benjamin Smar, and others about why sleep is important. But still, and you know, I am very, very guilty of this in years past, but still there has been this notion that we need to work harder. Maybe I could bring back some of my stuff from my presentation for this, but we need to work harder. We need to put in more hours. Time equals money, etc. And if you don't work 20 hours a day and you don't sleep four hours a night, or if you sleep at all, you are weak. Well, that's simply not true. And let's unpack that. If you're sleeping four to six hours a night, there's a very good chance that your brain is not functioning well. In fact, from genetics, we know that roughly about 3% of people can get away with sleeping four to six hours a night. So let's extrapolate statistics now. If you look at America, roughly, well, a majority of the population gets less than seven hours of sleep per night. That's pretty crazy. And I just told you that only 3% of people may be able to get rid of or may be able to get away with four to six hours a night. And why do we do this? Well, it's because of that equation. It's because of that time equals money equation. It's because of stress. It's because of families. And all of those are important, but don't you owe it yourself? Don't you owe it to yourself to be at your best? And so the first recommendation around sleep stems a little bit from just really acquiring knowledge about the lymphatic system. And I like to think of the lymphatic system as your brain's best vacuum cleaner. You guys have heard of the lymphatic system, right? And lymphatic system are simply vessels that exist all around your body that help your body detoxify. Yes, if you are a doctor listening to this and you're telling me, hey, boomer, that's not exactly what the lymphatic system is doing. I'm just trying to simplify it, guys. And so- the lymphatic system actually doesn't exist in your brain and it baffled scientists forever. But one of my favorite TED talks is by a guy by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Illith. And it talks about the lymphatic system and why it exists and when it exists. And so the lymphatic system simply is operational when you're asleep. And think of it as your brain's best vacuum cleaner, as I alluded to earlier. Cerebral spinal fluid goes up, into your brain. It washes your brain and clears out things like adenosine and other maybe slightly more toxic proteins. And you wake up feeling refreshed. Now here's the thing about the glymphatic system. It's only operational when you're asleep. And if we know that people need greater than seven hours of sleep per night by and large. In order to optimize their brain function, we also know that they need greater than seven hours of sleep in order to optimize the lymphatic system. And so if you're not getting at least seven hours of sleep per night, you might want to reconsider the idea of a need for cognitive enhancement in the form of a nootropic. Okay, so sleep is number one. Number two is food. If you're consuming vegetable oil, and I shouldn't use the term vegetable oil because I was just having lunch with my friend, Casper's, and he reminded me that a lot of these things we call vegetable oil are not necessarily vegetables. And so if you're using corn oil, sunflower oil, and these aren't cold pressed oils, and if you're using canola oil, my question is, is why? Why? This is not supporting your brain function. In fact, it's probably hindering it. We know it's hindering it. And if you're eating fried food, you're consuming these oils. You're also consuming things like gluten, grains, and dairy. Now, there's going to be a subsection of the world that I may piss off by saying this, but there is no real need, at least to my awareness, for dairy, gluten, or grains in your diet. You can get fiber from somewhere else. You certainly get more micronutrients from consuming dark leafy greens. And dairy, well, if 65% of the world is lactose intolerant, I certainly hope that people would actually embrace that idea. And by the way, You can get tested for this. It could be as easy as going for a blood test to get tested for the protein version of lactose intolerance. Or if you looked at something like a genetics test, you can find out if you had genetic predispositions to these things. But coming back to food, looking at the idea of elimination, there is somewhat of a feedback that I get every once in a while that people say, well, if you're not going to have dairy, grains, or gluten, what the hell can I eat? fact is, is that there's plenty of things out there and this makes your life a lot simpler. By simply eliminating dairy, grains, and gluten, you don't necessarily have all of these gazillions of options to choose from and you don't have the decision fatigue that usually comes with food. And so getting delicious vegetables, sometimes some fruit, some meat, some fish, some nuts into your diet is a great way to... Really make sure that your body is performing at your best. And again, the key message there is just eat real food, right? If you can't pronounce the ingredient, chances are you shouldn't be eating it. So let's say you're now sleeping seven hours. You're now eating real food. Where do you go from there? I ask you, how are your stress levels? And stress can be a good thing, but if you perceive it, as a bad thing, it may do something a little bit negative to you. And of course, testing stress through looking at 24-hour cortisol, heart rate variability, and other things are great metrics to measure in order to know where you are, know where you stand, how you're actually handling stress. And if you have a great cortisol curve, if you have a fantastic HRV and you're recovering well, well, then that's great. But let's say you're not and you're looking to really optimize stress. One of the things that I like to do, and I mentioned this in my presentation in Ukraine this weekend, is to create space. And we can create space by creating next actions lists. And next actions lists are simply what is the next physical action that you have to do towards a given goal. Now to build a next actions list, you need to actually empty your mind of everything that you have to do all of the agreements that you've made, and simply all of the events that you're committed to, everything into some sort of, I guess you can call it an external brain, but you need to empty your brain into some sort of technology or into a notebook. Now, for me, when I first did this, it was extremely powerful. And I know if I ever experience overwhelm, it's because I haven't dumped my next actions or my thoughts into an external brain or a technology that I can use, recall easily, and be able to action. This idea is not my own. It comes from David Allen, who has been on the podcast now. And really, it's a, it's a life-changing thing once you do it. So if you are overwhelmed, if you're experiencing bandwidth poverty, getting yourself clear by looking at externalizing your brain is a great way to go. Now let's say you've done that. There's some fantastic things that we can do through the nervous system simply by breathing. Notice your breath, just look to see, are you breathing out through your mouth? Are you breathing constantly through your nose, which is where you want to be breathing? Are you breathing in sort of a sinusoidal, sinusoidal, say that five times fast, motion? Or is it more erratic? Are you breathing into your chest? Well, that's probably not good. You want to breathe into your diaphragm. And we can link to some videos about how to do this in the show notes. But being able to breathe well is one of the first steps to building stress resilience. The second one or third one now that I would probably add to this is gratitude. And the practice of gratitude is absolutely profound. It's simple. You take a piece of paper or a digital journal, I find pieces of paper to be absolutely effective for this, and write down three things that you're grateful for. And if you write down those three things that you're grateful for, and it could be a place, a person, an opportunity that day, that's the rhythm that I follow, it will allow you to just put yourself in a certain state. So now we've given you some really We've gone through some objectives of how to get to a level where you're able to go towards cognitive enhancement. We've got a strategy here of optimizing food, stress, and sleep, and we've given you guys some tactics. And so once you've done that, assuming you feel better, assuming that you're sleeping well seven hours, you're eating well, great, and you're experiencing stress in a very positive way, well, nootropics are a fun way to enhance cognition after that what are my favorite two? And we're going to wrap this up because this is almost 20 minutes now and it's crazy. I've just been talking. But my favorite two right now are Qualia and you guys know I've talked a lot about them. We've had Jordan Greenhall on the show as well as Dr. Daniel Stickler, who's their their medical director. And also Blue Canatine. And Blue Canatine was mentioned by Dr. Scott Schur and Dr. Ted Achacoso, who invented Blue Canatine, will be on the show pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to releasing that episode for you guys. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. But this has been a blast. I've had fun talking about this. If you enjoy this episode, let me know. Share it with a friend, share it with anyone Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever social network you're on. But also head on over to iTunes and leave us a five star rating because all of those ratings really, really help get the word out. And we're here to elevate the human experience. It's Boomer Anderson. Thank you so much for tuning in. The show notes for this one are decodingsuperhuman.com slash AMA. If you have feedback for this style of episode, please email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. You know I read all of them. Thank you guys. I love you. Have an absolutely epic day.